Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for sensitive subject. Life is crude, treat you unfairly. Even so, a god there must be. Meaning me, you can feed me. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let's start the show. Dawn of the Dead. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk. My wife actually has um, like a mini poster of that. I don't know if it's that one, or that picture. Some dead of the uh, Dawn of the Dead picture, and it's autographed by the um, by one of the actors or a couple of the actors or something. There, um, there is a different cover art for it that I think they changed to when it came out on video, but that's the original that's theatrical poster. Yeah. I'll have to look when I go I, back Actually, I don't think that's ever been on a video box. I think they only used it during the theatrical release and on t-shirts and stuff promoting hmm. the movie. Hmm. I, um, I, interesting sure. fact about Dawn of the Dead, though, uh, Cancer's first album uses a still from that as its album cover. Oh, really? Yeah. Well... They they had an artist like do it up into a painting and all that, but yeah, to the gory end is basically a close up shot of the guy that gets his face taken off with a machete in the lungs. That's nice. Yep. <laughs> I watched that movie and I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I liked that one the best. I thought the remake was awful, but uh, I liked Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead. And Day of the Day of the Dead's okay, but um, I didn't really like any of the stuff he did after that with mm. the Dead series, but zombies are kind of boring in general. 
Yeah, it's it's over and done now. Yeah, that's like the whole Walking Dead thing. Yeah. I got through the first four seasons, and I was bored by the second one. Really? And we're still watching it. We're still we're still up to date with it, and we're still wa- we're watching the other one too, the Fear the Walking Dead show. Yeah, there there there's too much shit that like went on in the graphic novels that they have to cover, and the actors age too fast for them to be able to shoot everything properly. Which is why I really think <laughs> they should have uh, I don't know cut into the storyline more, just because you know. It's really not believable that those rotting corpses aren't just soup after a couple of years. <laughs> you would think so. But... but but the first three seasons of the show take place inside of like eight months in the graphic novel. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I read I read most well I bought those big those thick books, compodiums or whatever the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. And I got the second one and I'm almost through with that one, but I haven't read that in like months now. I kind of just gave oh. up. I still call it an omnibus, but I guess there's a newer term for it. Well, I've never heard of that. I've heard of omnibus, but I, I don't know what it means. Um, it's it's essentially a literary collection. It could be a comic books. It could be a short stories. It could be four short novels packaged together in one large novel. Oh, right. It's essentially just a collection of literature. <laughs> oh, all right. I knew the word. Just couldn't think of what the hell it meant. All right. Um, welcome to Rat Salad Review. Hopefully this week my mic is on. Is it? I can hear it. Sounds like it's on, right? Good. Yeah. I sounded if like... Uh, Vincent would say, all systems go. <laughs> I sounded like you last week. Remember how you used to sound with your computer? Like a oh, robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I don't know if I was doing that right. No, I'm, you look like a fool. Um, as you can see, there's only two of us. And um, unfortunately, Uncle Saxon is gone. So, Yep, he will... yeah, he's got uh, <laughs> other things going on where he's not able to do this anymore. But uh, hopefully we'll have him on for guest spots in the future and he can... Still tell you eagerly awaiting fans his Uncle Saxon's true Hollywood stories. That's right. And if he doesn't come back, we'll miss him. But we have to move on. Because that's what we do here at Rat Salad Review. The show will never stop unless both of us die. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of us will drag <laughs> it out. Because yeah. <laughs> I told Greg, I said, uh, you know, make sure that you, sh- you carry on the show if anything happens to me. Uh, oh, well, and I'll avenge your death, too. Don't forget that. <laughs> but uh, I just hope you learn how to edit the shows uh, by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so. And, uh, shit, I should, I should give you the passwords to all the uh, websites where I put the shows up. Because without that, you're kind of screwed. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anything going on? Lately, yeah, other say. than my broken sewer pipe, no. Unless uh, well, well, <laughs> you're like, um, you know, for the toilet or something, you got yeah. backup coming to the house. I am. Uh, no, the only thing music-wise is um, I'm excited about the Maniacal Force album when that comes out. Uh, <laughs> Savage Master just got released a couple days ago, so I can't wait to hear the rest of that album because uh, the pre-release single was awesome. All right. 
And uh, trying to decide whether I'm going to go see King Diamond or Gatekeeper. Now, last time you said you're going to see Gatekeeper, so now yeah, you're. Yeah, but now think, people huh? I know are going to see King Diamond. But here's the thing: I don't. I still want to see you know Gatekeeper. They they've been around. I don't know, like five years at this point, but they're still essentially, you know, new and on their way up. I feel like the the energy and all that is not going to be matched by uh, resting on Laurel's type uh, performance. Yeah. Not that King gives bad performances. It's just you can't match the energy and excitement of a new band. Right. Are they playing the same day? Yes, the same day the concerts actually start. At exactly the same time. Wow. <laughs> How far apart <laughs> are the shows? Like, uh, you know, what, from uh, Kings in St. Paul, Gate Creepers in Minneapolis. I don't know, maybe five miles between the venues. Hmm. Yeah, you probably wouldn't make it. Well, depending on, you know, I have to look at the, uh, the full lineup and see when Gate Creeper actually plays because I might be able to see Gate Creeper and then Uber, Uber it over to see King Diamond. Yeah, because yeah, you know at least King Diamond's got, what, uh, two opening bands. So he ain't going yeah, on to the least time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you never know. Gate Creeper might be playing early because they want to go see King Diamond. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never know. Who else are they playing with? Uh, ne- Necrot, and I forget who else is on the bill because I'm not familiar with them. Right. Yeah, they probably don't want to stick to those bands. Necrot's good. Yeah. But I, I think, well, I think they should be on before Gate Creeper, but I'm not sure. You know, that, that's one thing about a lot of these uh, shows when they advertise them now. They don't really give you the running order of the bands. <clears throat> right, and usually if they do, it's like a, a weird, or you know, they they put it up there, but it's in you know a different order than what they play in, which is yeah. dumb. Because yeah, they, no, they should, I, you know, an idea of like, say, if you want to do something before certain, you know, before the band comes on, you want to know what the what time they're going to be on. Well, it happened to me one time. I I forget who I was going to see, but I was like, oh, okay, so they're an opening band, and I want to see them too, but they're second to play. Well, they weren't. They were first to play, but they were listed as second on the playbill, which wasn't true. So I got there for the last two songs of their set. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But they also do that, so you go there and watch those other bands, which is a good thing, because you never know if you're going to like one of those bands or not, you know? Yeah, that's true, and I have found several opening bands. Maniacal Force is a great example. Yeah. You know, they were one of the openers for uh, Bewitcher. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, cool. Nice. What's going on with them? Bewitcher? Yeah. I re- Well, they're on tour right now. Um, I think they're in the, you know, where they're from in the Pacific Northwest right now with uh, Road Rash, also a great band from Canada, and I think Savage Masters on the tour, too. Mm. Cool. But I think it's just staying kind of West Coast area. I don't think it moves out. Mm. We'll have to uh, review that Savage Master album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's out. I I did listen. We do want to do another one. Uh, What the hell is the other band? Uh, Angel Witch. Angel Witch, yeah. yeah. I've been listening to that, so that might be the next show. Well, actually, no, we have one more show, and then we'll do it. And maybe we'll do Angel Witch after that. Okay. Yeah. 
And then we have a request to do uh, an Alvarez album. I think I sent you those two albums. Yeah, Ram, and I forget what the uh, other one was. But Attic. I, Attic, yeah. I did get them, and partially have listened to both. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get to it. Ah, was, Christ, I hear a power saw. They better not be messing it up. I don't hear anything, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some quick news. Uh, did you see this uh, Motley Crue and Steel Panther thing? Yeah, I think it's a lot of stupid back and forth. It is, but but, <laughs> but the comeback that Steel Panther had to Nikki Six is pretty fucking hilarious. I can't remember it word for word. But, uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, Nikki Six called them um, Steel Panther uh, uh, backstabbers. For what reason? I don't know. It, it, it's kind of stupid. Uh, because they went on the first tour together, and even though they were a parody band, they seemed to be cool with each other, but. You know, they uh, he made that the drummer made that joke about Vince Neil a couple of weeks back, and I think this is oh, where all that stemming right. from. Yeah, yeah. They they said that um, uh, if they could uh, have anybody come back from the dead, they'd want Vince Neil. But they one of the guys goes, you know, Vince Neil isn't dead, and then he meant like you know Vince Neil from the nineties, you know, because well, uh, say I think he said Vince Neil from nineteen eighty three or something right. like that, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty funny, but uh, apparently Nikki Six can't take a joke. And, no, uh, the funny part is Vince Vince thought it was kind of funny. He really didn't seem to take issue with it, but Nikki Six has a bunch of sand in his vagina about it. Right. And, um, yeah, Nikki Six said Steel Panther was a backstabbers, and it was because that um, somebody commented, like, on the post about um, Steel Panther plays um, uh, Molly Crew songs during their shows. So then, you know, apparently that's backstabbing a Motley Crue, which makes no sense. You know, they're covering a song. Yeah. So, <laughs> Steel Panther came back with a message. Um, they went, uh, you know, on their phone, they, they asked Siri, what's backstabbers mean? <laughs> and they brought up uh, they brought up a video of Motley Crue when John Karabi was still in the band. <laughs> and And they were making fun of Vince Neil. And that was pretty funny. Um, in the video, goes uh, Mickey Mick Mars. He says, uh, "My oh wait, what happened here?" Um, oh yeah, in the clip, uh, my crew members were asked if they cared when Vince Neil sustained several broken ribs and internal injuries while jet skiing a few weeks before. And Mick Mars goes, "My heart goes out to you, Vince." Uh, and he, you know, he laughed about it. And he says, "What happened to the coral reef?" And then Nikki Six goes, hey, when 300 pounds of blubber land on the coral reef, you know there, there was some dust flying around. <laughs> so, who's really the backstabbers there? I mean, come yeah. on. Fucking Nikki Six can't take a joke. Yeah. But that's pretty... I'm not a huge fan of Steel Panther. I don't have any of their albums. I, I have listened to songs here and there. They're funny. Uh, it's going to get old at some point. I like them. They're, they're, they're a great band, but the shtick has already worn uh, pretty thin for me. I'm not saying they can't still be a comedy band, but they need to switch it up a little right. bit. Yeah. I was listening to some of the new album. It does seem like they're kind of running out of ideas. Yeah. it's Well, that's how I feel about it. I, the whole thing just kind of seems like a giant recycler of stuff from before. 
Right. Yeah. So so one day, you know, pretty soon, I think it's going to have to come to an end because you know it was it was funny when it first started. I mean, people still like it, obviously, but I don't know. It's not for me. I I like joke bands and I love Guar and I love um, God. There's a couple of joke bands. I can't even think off the top of my head right this moment. But uh, I mean, look, uh, Ghost is a freaking like basically a joke band. I love Ghost. Kiss is kind of like a joke band in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steel Panther is different. But uh, yeah, so that whole thing's pretty funny. So yeah, uh, we talked last week about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, and uh, Motorhead getting in. Yep. And they changed yeah. uh, their minds to add Mickey D and Phil Campbell. I think which that, is good. Yeah. I think they should have. Yeah. yeah, they have to. There, there was no way they could really leave them out. They, I mean, they were in there longer. Although, I do think if they really wanted to be, let's use the term, motorhead-like about it, they would have taken a cue from Lemmy and told the Hall to go fuck themselves instead <laughs> right. of raising the question at all. But, right. Do you think Lemmy would have even went if he was still alive? No. Mm. You don't think so? No, I don't think Lemmy, Eddie, or Phil would have shown up for it. Hmm. If any of the three of them were still alive. Now, do you think Phil... They they might have to play together, but um, I don't know. That it, it just... It doesn't fit either three of their styles. <laughs> so, if they get in, do you think Phil and Mickey D will show up and maybe play something with somebody? Probably. You can see maybe, like, James Hetfield or something fill in for Mickey... Uh, for well, they, they usually don't bring in people for that shit that isn't, like, inductees too so I think Metallica's already in there yeah Metallica is in there Yeah, so I don't know if it'd be James but James would make sense yeah it'll be interesting to see how this plays out there was a um, I should have saved that uh, a thing saying who who's actually getting the most votes right now and I think it's Soundgarden somebody else I can't remember who the other thing was I should have saved it yeah, I can't. I I looked at it, but I didn't save it either. I know it was Soundgarden. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, especially Soundgarden get in there. Even any of those, any of the, any of the metal bands, it's it's kind of cool to see them, you know, finally get some metal bands in there, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the other crap that's in there. Uh, Quiet Riot drummer Frankie Benali diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. I'm not a huge Quiet Riot fan. I really. Don't much, know much about Frankie Benelli, but I know um, who he is, and it sucks. I uh, I disagree with what he did with continuing Quiet Riot after Dubrow died, but uh, mm. that really sucks, man. You know he's a he's an okay drummer and a, a good guy. So uh, yeah, nobody deserves to go through. Well, if you're a real asshole, yes, you do, but <laughs> nobody really should go through that, yeah, especially and, pancreatic cancer yeah. and, and stage four. That's that's pretty bad. <clears throat> well, pancreatic cancer from beginning to end usually only lasts about six months. So, yeah. yeah. And apparently, he's already recorded the uh, drums for the new album, so he, you know, there's not going to be any issues with that. So, uh, you know, he did, there's some cool shit with Randy from when they first started out, and then Metal Health and Condition Critical, I think, are both great. And then there's assorted okay stuff from the '90s, but uh, Quiet Riot was kind of a flash in the pan band right. for me. Yeah, I always they were like 
they're a one-hit wonder, basically. And a hit, one-hit wonder on, on, a, on a cover song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they had good originals, too, but, yeah. I don't know. I, I tried listening to Mental Health. A friend of mine gave me the record, and I was like, oh, cool. Mental I, Health. But, yeah. I thought it was Mental Health. No, Metal well, Health. See, that's how much I like the album. I didn't give a shit about the fucking name of it. It's not God, good. It's a classic. <laughs> it ain't. It's got a cool album cover, and uh, Come On, Feel the Noise is, is okay, and there's one other song on there. Uh, I can't even think about uh, what the name is. Metal Health. The title track, Bang Your Head. Yeah. Well, maybe it's Bang Your Head. Yeah. And that's about it for me. I, that album's garbage. <laughs> it is. It's, it's stupid. No, it's not. It's, it is. Total crap. Oops, I'm missing and, it. And, and Come On, Feel the Noise is actually probably one of the worst songs on it. It is. It's not even a good song. I, I really don't like that song. I never liked Slade. No, I I don't even know who they are. I mean, I know who they are by the name, but I couldn't tell you any other songs that they have. Uh, I just know the other one that Quiet Riot covered, Mama, We're All Crazy Now. Um, I've heard other they stuff. They covered two, two Slade songs? Yeah, Spencer Proffer, their manager, basically set out to make Condition Critical a carbon copy of uh, Metal Health right down to the uh, Slade cover. Really? It should have just been a slave cover band. They probably would have made more money. And still been around today. No. Well, around today, but... <laughs> Who cares? It's quite right. Just to get better uh, Frankie Benali. Uh Thin Lizzy guitarist. I thought this was kind of funny. Thin Lizzy guitarist uh, Eric Bell brands Metallica a pack of bastards. For failing to pay him for whiskey in a jar live guest appearance. This is kind of shitty on Metallica's end. Uh, according to a report issued by the Irish Sun, founding Thin Lizzy guitarist Eric Bell has branded Metallica a pack of bitches. No, bastards. <laughs> they they crossed out the word here and they just left it mm. to two letters, so I didn't realize what that was. Claiming the heavy metal icons failed to pay him for a gig. Uh, he was invited to play Whiskey in a Jar with Metallica at their Point Theater gig in Dublin in July 5th, 1999. Why is he bringing this up now? How many years ago was that? No, 20 no years idea. ago? 20 yeah, years. That was the same thing I thought when I saw it. He, he must really need the money. He told the Irish Sun on Sunday how Metallica, who were worth an estimated $600 million, or 600 million pounds, sorry, jetted him from the UK to Dublin in their private plane for the huge concert. Uh, afterwards, Eric expected to make, I don't what's IR? Uh, Ireland? Uh, I, I forget what the name of their currency is, but yeah. I don't it's... know. 2000... Uh, Irish money. <laughs> I don't know what that's called. Uh, although there was no agreement on the fee, uh, he took a trip back to Britain with the band and thought he was being paid when a member of their crew came over to say goodbye and their private air, at their private airfield. Uh, <laughs> he said it was about three and a half, three about three, about half three in the morning. I, I hate when they do all these other countries. They do the times different than us. It drives me up the fucking wall. Just have a universal time, people. 
It was about half three in the morning. The transport was all lined up, and there was a car to take me home. He was uh, he was quietly expecting two grand, which would have meant a thing to them, which wouldn't have meant a thing to them. But he got handed a bunch of Metallica shirts, key rings, and hats. <laughs> How do you do I that? Mean, I mean, well, that part of it's pretty shitty, but I was thinking about this as I read it. Okay, so they, they you know, they found them, and they brought them on to do uh, the, the one song with them at whatever concert. Right. They provided them with a private jet and all his transportation and uh, setup, it sounds like, was taken care of. Right. You know, like, so, the, the, and all that may have cost 2,000 Irish pounds or whatever the fuck they call it on their own. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, he should, well, it did say that he tried to get in touch with uh, Metallica to get something, but they found it impossible and they just gave up. So. I mean, I, I see it kind of both ways. It's shitty on their part, but... It's not like he had to put out a pocket or anything for his travel expenses. And if it took him 20 years to talk about this, it couldn't have been that important. But, you know, I think they if they weren't going to pay him, they should have left it at, you know, oh, well, it was travel expenses and that was it. Because uh, giving him the armload of merchandise is just kind of like salt in the wound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He probably doesn't even really like Metallica either, you know. Here's some keychains. Here's some leftover keychains that we don't need. It's pretty funny. Uh, and then, you know, he's he's mad about it, and that's probably my most hated Thin Lizzy song, so... Really? Yeah, I don't like Whiskey in the Jar. Awful, I, awful I, tune. I don't like... Yeah, their version kind of sucks, and Metallica actually made it really good, I think. I, I hate Metallica's version, too. Really? I love that song. And also the band Pulp did it as well. But they... They they don't sound like Metallica at all, and they actually didn't make it sound like Thin Lizzy either. They kind of made it their own thing. But I like I like that song. I just I don't like they that. should they should have left it as an old Irish folk song. It didn't need to be adapted for rock or heavy metal. Well, that's that's your opinion. I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna argue with your opinion. All right, that's it with the news. <laughs> All right. It froze there for a second. I was waiting for something to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Skype is the best. We really have to work on uh, working on on using another program. Uh, it definitely won't be WhatsApp, though. Yeah. No, I haven't heard good things about. I'm not using WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Oh. So. Uh, last week we talked about uh, I got some records and some yard sales that I've been to lately, and you know bought some stuff through the mail, and uh, so I figured I'd show some of that. And, and you have something that you wanted to show, so we'll call this the point, the sec, um, the, the part of the show. What's in the mail? Rated R for treasure. Rated R for records. Oh yeah, I guess that would have made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. It's it's. Still better than a Running Wild album. Speaking of Running Wild, they have a new uh, song out. Yeah, well, if you like pirate metal, have at it. There's nothing wrong with Running Wild. Especially the old stuff. Have you ever actually sat down to listen to Under the Jolly Roger and Port Royal? I have, 
every album behind me from Running Wild. Uh, they totally lost me when they did the pirate thing. And now that's a fucking joke band. They put Steel Panthers to shame, but and I also have one of the albums on box set, but it's buried back there. That's... No, it's I, I'm laughing because it reminds me of this robot chicken sketch I saw the other day. <laughs> this, this, so it's um, you know it's got Johnny Depp's character from Pirates of the Caribbean picking off this girl, and he's just going through. It's clearly supposed to be a sexual fantasy, and then he's going through all these horrible things about gonorrhea and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then the girl's like, will you just stop? And it flips back to this couple playing a sex game. He's like, well, what? You wanted me to be realistic. (laughs) (laughs) People didn't bathe very much in the 16th. (laughs) I love Robot Chicken, although I haven't watched it in forever. But uh, that 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 was an old one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stuff that I used to watch was pretty fucking funny. I always loved when they did the um, the uh, He-Man stuff, especially the Skeletor. That was that was always good stuff. Speaking of Running Wild, let's see. I have I have pieces of eight box set. Yeah, see this is a pretty cool box set. See, I like them. They're, they're a good band. You know, if you like pirate metal, you'll love them. Not many bands do the uh, the pirate metal stuff. So thank. Unless you're like, what's that band? Uh, Ailstorm. They do pirate metal. Hey, you gotta do something different. One day it's gonna be zombie metal. See, that, that that's not really different though, because it's all lyrical content. You know, they're they're not changing their essential style. I guess, and also too, I guess you can probably say death metal is zombie style. Zombie metal. Because you can't Again, understand. Again, if, you, if, you, if you're going to focus on lyrical content, you can. <laughs> whatever, I'm sure. There's got to be a band out there that, that dresses up like zombies and plays music. Has to be. Probably. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually just <laughs> pre ordered this Frank Zappa box set, which I don't really need because. Well, I don't have any of the stuff on CD, but I have one on vinyl, and then I have it all on my computer, but it's the four Halloween shows he did in 73, and they're calling it the Halloween 73 box set, but it comes with a latex zombie Frank Zappa mask and hands. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> did that box set cost 80 bucks? 40 I think it was. Oh, okay. That's half of what you owe me, then. Well, dude, that was a pretty <laughs> Awkward. Well, I asked you to bring up stuff like that on the show before because I'm not comfortable with it. He'll be the next one to quit, everybody, and I'll be on the show alone. (laughs) That was an option. Screw you guys. I'm going home. All right. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. You're already holding it up there. Oh, I just grabbed it. First new record I got. Actually, I got a couple different versions of this. I got one in the mail the other day. It was the uh, earbook. You ever get any earbooks? Mm-mm. No. I know they're what pretty... they are, but I've never bothered with yeah, them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I never knew what they were either, and I bought one for another band. Uh, actually, no, I bought a hell another Halloween one just to see what the hell it was, and I wanted to collect it anyway, and it had bonus tracks on it. and It's basically a record, if nobody has any. It's, it's basically like a size of a record, but it's a big book, and it just holds the CDs in the back of it. But this is the vinyl version of this uh, new live album. 
Uh, I did an interview with uh, this guy. Where is he? Oh, here he is, right there. A few weeks ago. So go check that out. And we did talk about this a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, the sound kind of... I was talking to some guy from Japan. And um, he has a lot of Halloween bootlegs. And he says that sounds exactly like one of the bootlegs. Hmm. So it's kind of disappointing to know that might be a bootleg sound, uh, recording. It's a very weird mix that it has. But don't stop yourself from going out and buying it, because there's a lot of really cool songs in there, and it's the reunion of Halloween, and it's just a really cool release. I think you'll like it. What do what you got? Well, I, I'm not going to dig everything out. But oh, we're going to have like hour here to go. I got a big stack of shit. I value my shower way more over than looking at your uh, <laughs> treasures there, buddy. But uh, So, I finally got a Show No Mercy on vinyl. Oh, really? Yep. Very cool. The, uh, 84 Press, which includes Aggressive Perfector. And uh, also got the I got a few Slayer records. One's a live bootleg, which the way they advertised it, I thought it was a new live album, but I right. was very disappointed when I listened to it, so we're not going to show that one. <sighs> but this is a limited to 200 uh, fan club edition they did as a re-release of Haunting the Chapel that was remastered back in 2015. Yep. Nice. And it's on... Red and black swirl vinyl. Oh, wow. Look and at that. And they even brought back the old Metal Blade Axe logo. Nice. Very cool. And I can see myself. They put my this picture... Is the, yeah. This is the best sounding I've ever heard a Slayer record. I really? I, uh, I really hope they release it, uh, or it has been released since 2015. It was a while ago. Mm. To people generally, so they can hear it because it sounds amazing. Because early Slayer kind of always had a lo-fi sound quality to it. Right. Some people prefer that though, and some people don't like these uh, new remasters or releases. Kind of depends on what it is. Very true. Yeah. That's it. All you got? Yeah, just those two. The rest of it's filed already. I didn't think to pull it out. Well, no, oh, don't pull I it out. I do have one, actually. It's a different oh, show. At hand, though. This awesome deceased 13 Frank oh, Souls yeah. reissue I got from King a couple weeks back. He's doing another release, too, of uh, one of the older albums. Um, can't think of which one. I believe it was Luck of the Corpse, which yes, I will also true. get. You are correct, sir. Awesome tie-dyed vinyl and oh, it's got a... etching on the backside. Oh, really cool. He will be back on the show, by the way. Also, the only band in the world that I have ever heard cover early Voivod. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. plenty of people have done it, but that I've actually liked. Deceased. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard any Voivod covers. Not too many bands cover them. Vector has uh, most of the bands I've heard do it are like South American and shit. So. Mm. Gotcha. All right, I'm just gonna go through some stuff quick. 
um, the new Ghost. Well, this is not. Well, yeah, I guess I could say it's the new Ghost. It's the last Ghost album prequel. This is the box set. Everybody hates this band. I don't. I got the box set. I think it's cool. Shame the album's not as good as it. I was hoping it to be, but it is what it is. Next, it might next. be cool, but it's not hella weight school. Uh, you had to up, show me up, didn't you? What did I tell you about showing me up on my own show? You like Ghost more than Slayer. It's your problem. That is true. I'm just bringing some reality back to the situation. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I got into Slayer very late in life. When Slayer was around, I was in school. I had friends that liked Slayer. I kind of liked the song here and there, but I never got into it. I got into them the heaviest first at all the big four bands. Uh, if you told me I couldn't have, I could only have records for, from one of them, I'd probably go with Slayer. Yeah. What's your favorite Slayer album? Hellaways. Really? Yeah. See, I like the newer stuff. I like uh, Seasons in the Abyss. And Seasons in the Abyss is good. Repentless, the newest one, is really good, too. I, I, don't, well, I don't like, like that. Stuff. New stuff's really, okay. I liked Repentless and World Painted Blood. I thought they were both pretty good. I don't care for Diablos and Musica or um, God Hates Us All. Yeah, no, those were bad. Really bad. They didn't even sound like Slayer. No. Um, Undisputed Attitude, the punk covers album I loved. Mm-hmm. So, Divine Intervention. A lot of, huh? Divine Intervention's a good one, too, yeah. But uh, their, their best stuff was their Metal Blade recordings. Yeah, yeah, of course. Dinner's uh, Inferno. Nice. Dinner back on the show. Um, yeah, I bought this on CD and vinyl. Here's the vinyl. Two, three songs. Fountain of Grace, Veins of the Night, and Rock Candy. A Montrose cover. So. Still haven't opened it yet. I haven't even listened to it yet. I see that. <laughs> I might I might not even actually open the record. Um, now, this I wanted to ask you. I, I showed you this a few weeks ago when I got it. I got this, uh-huh. right? And then the yeah. arts. I bought this with a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, this is uh, Motorhead Ace of Spades. It says, for this is, I'm, I'm doing this for the, uh, the podcast because nobody can see what I'm doing. Uh, special limited Christmas edition of Ace of Spades. And it's got, uh, I guess, one, one or two songs on here Ace of Spades and uh, Dirty Love. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I bought the actual Motorhead Ace of Spades album, mm-hmm. and this and this thing was inside of it. Did this come together? No. Or did they just they just threw it in there. Somebody just threw that in there with it because the original version of the single wouldn't have that cover. That came out later in the year. Okay. All right. Because when I was going through the records at the yard sale, I'm like, hmm, there's but- something. You, you know, then again, especially if it's um, you know a UK recording, a lot yeah. a lot of the albums I have, um, you know, they would do special packages where they throw in the single with it, right? So it could have been one of those deals too. Yeah, I don't know, um... but that that's all stuff that's kind of hard to figure out because it's not like they have specific catalog numbers. The, right. the catalog numbers will match up to the regular albums. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look more into it and see. Because, you know, it fits actually inside the case, so that's what's kind of weird about it. So, I mean, when I well, saw that, I was like, oh, I'm taking it. Maxi that. singles kind of do, though. 
Because yeah, I'm pretty it's... sure I could whip out my number of the beast single right now and slide it inside of that album. Well, you want to whip things out and slide things in. Right to the top. Slide it in. Never going to stop. <laughs> going to slide it in. Slide it in. Little white snake for you. Because I'm just a love hunter baby. Searching for love. Never got to them either. Oh, wait. No. Love hunter baby. Sneaking up on you. Yeah, there we go. Don't give up your uh, day job. Uh, is this Motorhead? I don't know what this is. It's like a live album or something. Again, I just I found this 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 yard flip sale. It, flip it around. Let me see the back of it. Oh wow, that's hard to read. Never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> looks like a live record though. Yeah. Oh, uh, beer drinkers on parole. Instro and Witch Doctor. These four tracks. Oh, are it's the beer drinkers and Hellraisers EP with a different cover. Okay. It was recorded at Escape Studios. Uh, April, May, 1977. At the same sessions, they produced the first Motorhead album and single. So, like I said, I was going through this box, and, and I just... Motorhead was in there, and uh, this was in there, Judas Priest, uh, Sin After Sin. I don't like that album. Uh, Black Sabbath, featuring Tony Iommi. The, uh, what the hell is this? Uh, Seven Star Seven album. Seven Star Yep. It's a good Tony Iommi solo record, but it yeah, should never had bad. Black Sabbath printed on it. It's no. not bad. It's yeah. not my favorite, but... Judas Priest. Classic. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I had to have this one. Scream for Vengeance. I got all these for, um, I think, 20 bucks. Motorhead, another Motorhead one. Uh, Bomber. Yep. Really cool. Bastard. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping those. Uh, Motorhead uh, Overkill. Overkill. And Judas Priest, British Steel. And that's that's all I got from that that's uh, from that yard sale. That was cool. I, I oh no, I also got Iron Maiden um, somewhere somewhere in time, but that's somewhere else. I think that's upstairs still. But uh, yeah, I didn't expect. Usually, you go to yard sales, you see the usual like uh, you know old people shit, you know the stuff you don't want, you know. Oh yeah. And I was going through that box. I'm like, holy shit! And then there was even um, uh, police stuff in there. They had all the police records, even the ones that we did on. Um, a few weeks ago on the Alverse album. They had that in there. All of them. I should have bought them, but I, I didn't want to. Sorry. Yeah. And then I went to a store, a, a thrift shop, and bought, even though I didn't like this album when we did it on the Alverse album, Cars, uh, what the hell is it? Panorama. Panorama. I bought it anyway. Six bucks. Can't go wrong. Six bucks, right? Nope. Yeah. I'm not going to go through the rest. I'll, I'll show yeah, next. Yeah, no. I was going to say we've been here for like an hour. I got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have been. <laughs> So, next time, I'll show more. But, uh... Alright, let me edit this, because i got to think what I'm going to stay here. Edit. Alright. Uh, Alright, so now, we do have part two of Michael Jargo. Um, did you watch last week's episode? Say yes. Yes. Good. It was, it was a good episode, right? Uh, yeah, I just, I didn't know if you were breaking the fourth wall, talking to Mark but yes it was a good episode and I did watch it yeah he's not lying at all but yeah we talked about Halloween and you know a bunch of other bands um, can't think of again off the top of my head I can't remember because we recorded that episode a while ago but uh, yeah watch part two we talk about some more Halloween some other bands that we like and, and just uh, probably some wrestling things because Michael Drago loves wrestling big fan of wrestling and he is also from the Hami Media Group we are not sponsors of that show anymore or that uh, that group anymore but you know, we still, from time to time, do have them on our show. And actually, I think Andrew Bella will be coming on uh, maybe in a few weeks just to 
hang out with us. So, all right. We will see you guys next week. And uh, until then, adios. Adios, amigos. Adios, muchacha. Muchachas. Yes. That's an inside joke, everybody. See ya. Shake, shake those chichis. <laughs> Which is Spanish for titties, in case you didn't know. Oh, yeah, it is. The right. more you know. Have a good night, kids. We'll see you Did next week. I put week. that across the screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put that in the third box. <laughs> All right. See ya. Let me right. grab my vape here quick. Got yeah, to got 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 make up for uh, somebody who's listening right now and not doing drugs. <laughs> I'm surprised you're doing that with all the deaths lately. Man. Let's be real about this, all right? This is all about tax revenue. That's what this is all about because the United States government is making about $18 billion a year off of tobacco tax. If we all switch over to vapes, they lose $18 billion a year. So what do we do? We manufacture a crisis. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and, that's and, what I kind of thought when I started hearing about this. I'm like, this, these things have been around for how many years now? And everybody's right. using them, and you don't hear nothing, and now all of a sudden people are just dying out of nowhere? Okay, and let's do a, a real quick comparison. How many people are going to die of lung cancer as a result of smoking cigarettes this year versus how many people are going to die because of vaping? Yeah, exactly. But let's ban vaping. But don't you stop fucking smoking because we need the goddamn money. <laughs> exactly. Boy, this show turned into something completely different. Yeah, man. That's... <laughs> Sorry about that. That's kind that's of what a... I do. <laughs> it's okay. That's what Rat Salad Review is all about. What is your favorite Halloween album? See how I take it back? Oh, Walls of Jericho. <laughs> Hands down. Like, Still, to huh? me... Still, yeah. Absolutely, man. And I think it's just the memory. You know what I mean? Like, the... To sit and listen to an actual record, you could probably, I could absolutely make a case for Seven Keys Part One. I really, really like Part One. But I always have that memory with Sid riding back from Dubuque, Iowa after meeting Chris Jericho, listening to Walls of Jericho because my best friend Chris Jericho told me to. <laughs> That's cool. It seems to be everybody's favorite Halloween album for some reason. I don't know why. I don't have a favorite. I can't because they're my favorite band, so I can't I can't choose. It's like choosing my favorite son, even though I only have one. You know, I can't I can't pick a favorite. Favorite that's, songs, that's maybe. Right. So what's okay. your what's your favorite song? Uh it's well, actually it's it's on Walls of Jericho. How many tears? Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. it's really a toss up between that and the uh, key of the seven keys. I just there's something about Ride the Sky that for always to me is just going to be like this crazy experience with my kid. Yeah, something really cool about that song. Back when when we first uh, our friends started per, uh, first listening to Halloween, um, you know, Dee Snyder is from Duke Twisted Sister, of course, mm-hmm. right? Of course. He had a, he had a radio show around here. I think he might still do it. I don't know. But um, my friends they went to the radio station and they had a cassette. They had Judas uh, the EP. And uh, they brought it to him, and they told him to play uh, Ride the Sky on his show. And they, they sat there and waited for him to play it. So he finally gave in, and he played the song on the uh, radio station, and it was fucking awesome. And it was the live version, so I don't know if you ever heard the live version of Ride the Sky. I don't believe so. 
Oh, I'll just send it to you if I can find it because apparently it's the, the version that's on there. It says it's live, but it's not. It's like a, a a studio outtake or something like that. But it's completely different from the the album version. Where 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 are you with live albums? Like this is going to sound like so preposterous because I'm a Kiss fan. I've mm-hmm. never been a fan of live albums. I love them and I hate them at the same time. I I I like with Kiss. I have all the Kiss live albums. I own all those. I own all the Halloween live albums. I own all the Maiden live albums. Certain bands I won't collect the live albums for, and some I do. I don't know. It really depends. My favorite live album, though, is uh, Iced Earth, Alive in Athens. I don't know if you've ever heard of Iced Earth. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, How many times have you seen Halloween live? Maybe five, six times. Hasn't really been that much. Is Is there any one show... That or, or one moment from a live show that sticks out to you more than any other? Yeah, the time that they played by me, um, I got to stand right in the front of the um, the barricade thing there. So nice. I was right right on top of them. I got really cool pictures. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Shitty club. The place is gone now. Shitty clubs are the best clubs. Not this one. This one was just garbage. Man, I remember... Uh, uh, <laughs> when I was playing in Peoria, basically our home bar was this place called the brass rail Two, And like, I wouldn't even like walk into the bathroom to take a piss. Like that's <laughs> the kind of club this place was. And consistently like the best crowd I would ever play in front of. Like I, I would play in front of like 200 people at the brass rail over like 2000 people at the Metro in Chicago, any day of the freaking week. Wow. And yeah, no, this place wasn't that dirty. I think the dirtiest place I've ever been in or played in was uh, CBGB's. That place is very dirty, which is not there anymore. And uh, another big place where Iron Maiden kind of got their start, too, was uh, Lemoore's in Brooklyn. Yeah, That place was very, very dirty. (laughs) We have a a venue that still exists to this day called uh, Gabe's Oasis in uh, Iowa City. Um, And the place literally smells like piss. When you walk in the freaking door and it's, it, it's two floors and it is like the dirtiest rock club. And like, this is going back to like, like Pixies have played there. There's pictures of Nirvana on stage there. This club has been around for freaking ever. And basically everybody and their brother has played there, whether it be on the way up or on the way down. <laughs> and it is just like the dirtiest dive bar that you could possibly imagine. I don't know how in the world that place is still up to health code because literally as soon as you walk in the door, it just smells like piss. It's one thing I don't mind. uh, I don't miss about playing anymore. It's uh, going to places like that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's crazy because it's like this historic venue that everybody is played at, you know, that's like when I, I went to CBGB's for the first time and I played there and I'm just like, this is the big fucking deal. I'm like, what the hell? This place is garbage. It's uh, disgusting. The, the, cool, the coolest venue, I, I just shit on them too. The coolest <laughs> venue I've ever played at is the Metro in Chicago. Um, okay. That place is incredible because it's built up instead okay. of back. Right. So there's like four floors to this freaking wow. place and it's like 20 yards from the front of the stage to the fucking back wall. But there's like, you know, four tiers of people watching you play. It's wow. that's that place is really freaking cool. That that's wow. probably the the coolest venue I've ever played at. Oh really? Yeah, the, the coolest one I ever played with was uh Gramercy Theater. 
sold out show for I don't know if you ever heard of the band called Epica. Yes. Yeah, yes. Maybe. We opened for them. I, I've, I, I'm actually familiar with the Gramercy Theater. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it, some of these venues, like throughout the country, develop their own kind of little mm-hmm. legacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, Gabe's in one. Iowa City. Smells like piss. <laughs> uh, there, there is there is a uh, uh, I had some friends in this band called Mindset Evolution uh, who got signed a few years back and uh, their bass player actually sent me a picture from a venue in New York City. I don't remember what in the hell it was, um, but on the wall, it was written. If you think the music scene sucks here, go to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, <laughs> which happens to be where I live. Cool. Well, on that note, we'll end the show. Appreciate you having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. Even it was if a lot of fun. This is maybe the most eclectic musical conversation that I've had in a very, very long time. <laughs> I know. Came here to talk about Halloween. We got it in. We yeah. talked about other stuff. It was cool. I wish the other guys were here, but it's a weird time. I can't ever get us on schedule. We have our schedule for Wednesday nights, and, and that's kind of it. Very cool. So. Very cool. Um, I... I, I, I just have to wonder if Rick is going to be sober or drunk when I when I dial the number when we're trying to record, you know? So, <laughs> Well, if I watch wrestling, you could always call me, but I, I don't really watch that much wrestling anymore. If I do, it's on Fast Forward, so I'm not much yeah. help. That's the only way that I get to watch all the shows that I do watch, because I think during the course of an average week, I think I'm watching like 17 hours a week of wrestling. Wow. I don't know how you do it. Uh, the, the only reason I do it is for the shows. Yeah. So that people listening to the sound of my voice and their ear holes don't necessarily have to watch 17 hours of wrestling. <laughs> you you suffer through the pain for them. I do it all for you! <laughs> and they appreciate you. Well, I hope they do. Yeah, well. You're still doing it, so you must be doing all right. Either that or I'm just really freaking bored. And enjoy watching grown men in their underwear beat each other up for no apparent reason. <laughs> I used to. Back in, uh, when I was in school, that's all I would do. I, I had figures everywhere, and then all of a sudden, I just got out of it. Hey, man, I remember when I was five years old, my mom took me to see Van Halen. It was the 1984 tour. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing David Lee Roth in assless pants. And when he told that crowd to jump, they jumped. Yeah. And I looked at my mom, and I was, I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> David Lee Roth and assless chaps. <laughs> you know? It did it for you. It did it for you. And now I'm watching grown men in their underwear beat each other up. I think I might have a real freaking problem here, Wayne. Like, I didn't know that this was a psychology session. Your life turned full circle. I'm very disturbed now. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're leaving now because I don't want you to affect me. <laughs> conversation's over <laughs> i go back upstairs and tell my wife i'm gonna be watching 17 hours of wrestling she'll kill me <laughs> she says she'll be like how am i supposed to watch all my shows this is why you marry somebody who's into wrestling <laughs> no please i'm glad i didn't i'm glad i did question mark <laughs> <laughs> love you honey <laughs> She's not watching this show. That's All true. right. Yeah. All right. Give us your info on your show again. Tell us where you are, where you're from, what you do, whatever. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo, although chances are 
I'm not going to talk to you because I get some weird people hit me up, man, especially like if you're from Nigeria, if you're oh, from yeah. India. Um, I had one, uh, I had a guy from Pakistan that wanted me to sponsor him moving to the United States. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Why so. Not? <laughs> I, I, I'm very particular about who I talk to on the internet. You can check out my show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, HTM Sports, The Monday Locker Room, HittingTheMarks.com, HackerHameen.Podbean.com. And chances are I'll be doing like guest spots on at least three other podcasts this week. Uh, this week on the show, I do have confirmation we will have Ring of Honor's The Bouncers, The Beer City Bruiser, and uh, Brian Malonis. Uh, these guys, this might be my favorite tag team in all of pro wrestling. They are announced from the bar and they walk around carrying beer kegs. And at the end of all their matches, rather than the code of honor, which is a handshake, Mm. they have the toast of honor where they give their opponents beers and they do a toast and it's a great time. I, I enjoy pro wrestling. I enjoy drinking beer. I enjoy the crossover of pro wrestlers drinking beer. Do you don't think that's played out by now? No, not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. You got to check these guys out, man. I think their combined weight might be approaching 700 pounds. Oh, wow. And they that's... move very, very well. And they're from Ring of Honor? Yeah, Ring of Honor, the bouncers. Okay. I don't think we get Ring of Honor over here, so I never get to see it. Well, you can check out Ring of Honor on the Fight TV app for free every free. Monday night. For free every Monday oh night. Um, I actually work for the same company that owns Ring of Honor, so oh. I, I'm like legally obligated to put them over on every show that I'm on. All right. Well, please do. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in that money somehow, right? Yeah, somehow. Just be nice if they would give me some of it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't get any money from our sponsors either. Wait, we don't have any. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. It's pretty cool having like yesterday we had a guest on. Um uh he's um he used to be um best friends with uh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was Did pretty cool. Did they play tennis together? No, they didn't play tennis together, but he was in the um the beginnings of Metallica, basically, he he helped uh, Lars put together the No Life to Leather demo and you know get Metallica started. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We weren't sure what we were going to talk about with him because first we only knew he was going to be talking about Dave Mustaine because he's best friends with like Dave Mustaine too. So we're like, all right, what else do you do? And then we talked about Metallica, and then that was you know so much uh, information on that show. So be so, on the lookout for that episode. You, you said that you were into Metallica and it was through Metallica that your, your buddy was like, dude, stop listening to Metallica and listen to this. Do you still listen to Metallica? Of course. Yeah. You still enjoy Metallica. I still enjoy Metallica. You don't. Uh, I, I enjoy the early stuff. I like the new stuff. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even shit on them for load. It's like basically been since we switched out bass players again mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I wasn't into basically death magnetic on. It's just not doing it for me. Really? See, I was, I was back into it, especially after St. Anger. I was like, God damn, this is terrible. Well, that's especially the worst sounding wanting... snare drum in the history of, of recorded snare drums. It was the dumbest movie ever did. Ten can yeah, uh, since Death Magnetic uh, and even the, the uh, new album, what the hell's the new album called? Um, uh, Hardwired uh, to Self Destruct. I like that. It sounds like Metallica, you know. 
Whatever it is, it's better than St. Anger. That's all I care about. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, the shit I'm going to take after having tacos sounds better than St. Anger. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Don't let me, don't uh, send me a recording of that, please. Oh, man. I thought we were friends. We are, but not that close. This is why Go I'm going to get fired in about two hours. Yeah. Well, hey, you, hey, I'm looking for another uh, co-host for our show, so... If you ever want another non-paying gig, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) All right, everybody. Go check out RatsOutReview.com. Go check out the Hami Media Group. Please go check out Michael Drago's shows on Hitting the Mark podcast. And uh, that's it, right? I think that's that's it. it. All right. See you guys next week. Adios. Goodbye. All right. That was Michael Drago, part two. Very cool. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. He'll be on again. We're going to do a album versus album with him coming up. I told him to pick two bands. Oh, cool. So he was naming off some bands. Uh, one band he wanted to do was Guns N' Roses, and I said, I know how that's going to go. Don't bother. <laughs> um, if it's Appetite for Destruction, I could, I could say something positive, but that's No, it wasn't going to be. It, it wasn't going to be. So I told him to pick something else. So we'll see what he picks. I know he's got some stuff going on, so we'll wait till he's uh, all done. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week. And next week, actually, we have your friend on, uh, Ethan. What was his name? Ethan Berlin. Yeah. And we're talking about the uh, Tool, the latest Tool album. Yep, which uh, I also have an update on, but I'll save that for the intro for that show. Oh, interesting. Well, you'll have to tell me after we close this show out. I, I will. <laughs> alright so uh, until then come back next week and hear about uh, what we think of the new Tool album and uh, sorry we haven't been doing the Alvarez album shows lately we're kind of you know as you can see we are missing you know somebody and things have been kind of screwed up lately so doesn't work too well without a third person it's basically <laughs> just the two of us arguing what's better so eventually uh, you know we will get back to good ones again. we will well we- not that the albums we've done have been bad, but no. not a lot of conflict in uh, the opinions either. <laughs> see you later. See you guys next week. Bye.